Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, your favorite queer Numenera pod slash podcast. We're excited to have you with us and hope you enjoy our game. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your pod slash vodcast. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise our show, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Keep up to date with all our shenanigans, streams, and giveaways by following us on Twitter at EQPoints. If you want notifications for when we're streaming our episodes before they're released, be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash experiencepoints and say hi. We love chatting with all of you. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kelrick. I'm your narrator for Cuminera. I have no pockets to put my hands in. That's cold. (laughs) (laughs) And today I'm here with my fabulous cast. Why don't we start with um, Cage? Go ahead and introduce yourself. My pronouns are he, him. Hi, all. I'm Cage. uh, And um, I think my web captioner stopped working. So that's cool. Um, my pronouns are she, hers, and I play Charlie, a strong old nano who talks to machines, and her pronouns are also she, hers. Okay, I think I fixed it now. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll say that one more time real quick for captioner. Uh, my name is Cage. I use she, hers pronouns, and I'll be playing Charlie, a strong old nano who talks to machines whose pronouns are also she, hers. Hi, uh, my name is Aaron, and I am playing Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue, and both of us use they, them pronouns. And my name is Kenny. Uh, I use he, they pronouns, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest Jack who howls at the moon, who uses he, him pronouns. Awesome. So I believe Cage is also giving us the awesome recap today. Yes, indeed. Uh, so Marcus put up this structure for us to spend the night. And as we left, we were attacked by a swarm of dragonfly squirrels. And they tried stealing my books. Uh, I used the shatter wand that Rylu gave me back, but uh, gave back to me the previous day and annihilated the majority of the swarm. Fortunately, this also damaged both of the books, but I did get them back. Uh, I sh- should be able to repair them, I think. Uh, we continued on to an otherwise uneventful day. However, when we stopped to eat and make camp that night, I was attacked by some sort of aggressive plant. It shot a thorn into my leg, and now I can't feel it at all. Rylu attacked the plant while Marcus tried to get me up on their anine, but then Hillian suddenly started changing into his beast form. I, I thought they weren't supposed to be able to do that again for a while. Hillian took out the plant, but the change frightened Marcus, and directed their need to go off running deeper into the forest. Fortunately, the plant is dead, but now we've lost Marcus. I can't, and I can't feel my leg. Uh, at least I know that plant would never let another one like it survive nearby. So we should be safe to camp here for the night. Sometimes I wonder what I'm doing adventuring with Rylu and Hillian. Working with Wither was dangerous, but at least that danger was expected. I guess at this point, I don't have much of a choice. So as long as they keep saving my life when we get into trouble, it's the best I could ask for. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Did you want to do the uh, oddity thing now or did you want to do it later? 
Uh, whichever. Okay. So I noticed in going through your inventory, as I want to do on occasion, that you have a small sphere. And that sphere has this property where when you hold it, it instills a sense of nostalgia in the character and they remember a favorite moment from their childhood. I'd like to know, A, how you found it. B, what was the memory? Yeah, so I think as many folks know, I travel with my mentor down to Sashar, which is actually where I originally met Tiuna. Um, while my mentor and I were looking through the ruins of Sashar, we came across this sphere and <clears throat> I, uh, I picked it up and all of a sudden I was just rushed with um, an emotional moment from my past. And perhaps it wouldn't have been as emotional, but the timing um, of, of that memory, that moment, um, definitely played a role. Uh, see, I, I went off with my mentor because my father, um, after we had lost our mother, um, had gone off adventuring and um, I was alone for some time. And, um, and um, when I pick up the sphere, I, I was suddenly hit with this memory of my father and I back in Jerisi. And um, it was after my mother, right after my mother had, uh, we had lost contact with her. And um, I mean, it was really a simple, a simple memory. We were just working on some new Monera together um, back at the house. But um, because it happened, the, the moment came to me after I had lost, uh, my, my father had left. Um, it just, it hit me really hard. Um, and um, my mentor and I were in the middle of ruins by ourselves, uh, probably not in the safest spot. And I just broke down in the ruins. And, uh, so I, I, I carry this oddity with me because it, it reminds me of the safety of my mentor and also, um, and also have a memory of my family. Well, that's lovely. I'm sure you never let anyone else touch that. Uh, it sits in my pouch, <laughs> my small pouch. <laughs> okay, so we pick up with the plant dead. Had Helian become himself again, or it, are they Howlian? No, I believe I did roll at the end of uh, last session. Kenny, to... uh, you sound very quiet. Like yeah, you're talking from across agree. the room. I might be talking from across there the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe I rolled a last session to um, uh, turn back. Okay. So the three of you are in the state you are, and you are well aware that Marcus, upon seeing Howlian, bolted. What are your next steps? Well, I will also note that while Charlie has seen Hillian as Howlian, she was under the impression that this only happened at certain times and for like a certain days in order. And 
like while isn't as freaked out as Marcus probably is because it's not totally weird for Hillian to turn into Hollyan, she did not anticipate this happening. And so she'll probably look at Rylu and be like, is it happening again? I thought this wasn't supposed to happen for a while. How did Hollyan look when he came to? Like, is he like lucid? Is he like fainting? Like the transformation's not easy. So I'm curious because that'll change how Rylu reacts. Um, I think that you saw Hollyan standing in the midst of all of these spiny vines and um, they have their their hands covered in like the goo and viscera from the um, uh, from the plant and they are breathing heavily and their forms start to recede into themselves uh, and you start seeing Hillian there um, but whereas you normally found Hillian like the next day or curled up sleeping somewhere like they were dreaming um, this time Hillian is awake lucid and he looks both angry and sad yeah I think that Rylu doesn't even pay attention to Cage and like definitely does not care about Marcus at all um, I think Rylu has this weird like almost hyper focus um, where have you if, have you ever looked at someone who's looking at like a, a I don't want to compare it to that like a, a, a something that you've seen that you almost can't believe and so they're standing there and they're almost like sticker shocked or I guess not just shocked. And like, so Rylu just kind of takes a step forward with, uh, with their hand out and it's just like Hillian. And it's just kind of like slowly approaching because Rylu also did not expect this. This is new to Rylu as well. And like, they've been traveling with Hillian for a year. So maybe a little longer. Just, just stay back for a minute. Hillian, are you okay? I mean, Charlie doesn't have an option because she still can't feel her legs, so she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think, like, Hillian's aware that Charlie's there. Um, like, <laughs> Probably not. I'm probably too far out of your focus, like, range. Um, Hillian looks down and like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think I need to go rinse off. Yeah, uh, completely. Um, do you need company? I think I just need a minute. I I'm sorry. And Hillian will try to make their way out of the vines uh to like is there like a, a water source or anything nearby if there isn't that's fine like um i don't have the map up let me see if i can get that real quick i don't believe so okay so i think uh hillian will i i the anine were scared off too right um no, only Marcus, who was on one of the Anine, who took off. So no, there's no water anywhere, like, around, as far as on the map. If you want to do some sort of nature check, so an int 
sort of survival-based thing, we can see if we can find water. Um, no, so I think Killian would go, if there's a water pack in, in one of the uh, neen packs, uh, they'll grab that off of uh, the pack. Otherwise, um, he'll go... Uh, go ahead and do, just grab it off the pack. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and he'll go, you know, about 10 meters outside of camp. Sure. So, are you being stealthy at all at this point, or are you just kind of in your head and... I think that um, uh, Hillian would use some basic perception, but he's not going to apply any effort. Yeah. All right. Um, I see that Rylu made a roll. It was an arbitrary roll I assigned to myself, so naturally I rolled really well, just to see, like, how well Rylu comes to, because, like, Rylu is not sure what's happening and is a little bit scared, uh, but, you know, with a 19 on my arbitrary roll, you know, when it doesn't matter, um, I think that Rylu kind of, like, snaps out of it and is like, all right, um, and I would go over to Charlie, and um, so... I'm assuming you're still on the ground. <laughs> it's yeah, only- I mean, I I don't know that I could hold my weight on a leg that I can't feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, challenging. Do you need help? I, I mean, I can't I feel my leg. I pick someone up on my own <laughs> without asking. Um, I think at this point, Charlie probably has taken like the, like if she thinks that it's the right thing to do, she would take the thorn out of have taking the thorn out of her leg already if she assumed that that was what I don't know if like her knowledge of things would tell her whether that's the smart thing to do or not but you can make the roll and uh, when I leveled up last I actually picked up um, wait didn't I add that on here oh yeah oh it's just for seeing dangerous plants not for <laughs> uh for actually doing that. Okay, so I'll do an intellect roll then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything that would help me with that. So we'll just you make have a, a first roll. aid kit. Oh, I do have a first aid kit. But is this a <laughs> healing task, technically? Um, I would I say it, if the point is to know whether it is safe to remove something from your leg, it is a healing based thing because it's an okay. injury. So yes, I will give that. So to you. I don't have a skill associated with that. Do you want me to make that an intellect check? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, you rolled a thirteen, which and I would get more an acid on top of that. Yeah, and the so acid it should be like a TD five. Yeah, you're you totally know that just removing the thorn is going to help. Okay. Yeah, she will have removed that then. Okay. Oink. So, yeah, the poison in your leg is just going to have to ruin its course unless you have some sort of antidote. Yeah, which no. I don't think any of you do. No, no I don't think so either. <laughs> do you want me um, to carry you or do you just need a hand? No one's going to have to suck the poison out? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you think I am? I'm a city person. Um, She'll probably just kind of like... uh. I'll 
motion to Rylu to just kind of give me like a shoulder to put my arm over. Like you don't have to like carry me, but <laughs> Rylu's like, buff. Rylu just, just to like serve as like a crutch on on like that side of my body. Yeah, actually Rylu's lithe, but like fit. So yeah, yeah, yeah that works. Yeah, Rylu will Rylu will help you up and over to an Amin. Yeah, to some place where she's not just like sitting like out in like the ground somewhere, <laughs> like even like up against a tree while we figure out this thing with Holly and or I mean we're we're supposed to be camping here for the night. We haven't but also Marcus is gone, so Where we started with here. one of the Anine. That's right, we were. Like you don't know what's Yeah, so on we were about to camp here for the night and uh that was when the plant came out. But now Marcus is somewhere with one of our anines, and I can't go very far without. I mean, even what? riding an anine would probably be difficult if I can't feel one of my legs to balance me on it. No. Didn't Marcus have their own anine? Or no, Marcus was on your anine, right? Uh huh. Yeah, well, not mine. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm yeah. totally kidding. It was a two person thing, and it was <laughs> uh, Charlie and uh, Marcus on the same one. So those two books that you fought so hard to keep are on an anine that is I'm no back. longer here. They're in my pack. I have a bag, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't unpack the anines before everything happened. Oh, my books! <laughs> Riley, the worst thing ever just happened. Marcus rode off with my anine, but that's not all. My books were on that anine. <laughs> I think that you I'm not need, okay. I I think that the worst thing that could happen is definitely not that when Hillian just transformed into Hallie and randomly. I don't know why that happened. Okay, that's pretty bad. But yeah, still we could books. have died. <laughs> so what's 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 Hillian doing now? Because I feel like it's been enough time. Uh, maybe Hillian is washing themselves uh, and like just rubbing dirt on you know to try to get all the goo off um and um he then is going to be kind of pacing around camp uh, a bit um i don't know if he would want to be like present right now like i think he's not only embarrassed but he's like hurt um, emotionally by what happened yeah um, I think that I mean Riley Rylu's not leaving Hillian and Cage to go stumble through a forest to find uh, someone who grew up in the forest so Rylu's gonna start setting up camp uh, because <laughs> the area is relatively safe I'm not gonna go looking for him what again city person no um, not at all it's fine uh, um, yeah, so I think that, you know, Riley's going to start setting up camp here because, I mean, well, I'm assuming Charlie would have said that it's safe because the plant would have scared off other plants. Yeah, yeah. Charlie would have mentioned I want to go back to that role that you made. So you did this random role, but I'm still not understanding what it was for. It was just, it was in my own mind to see how Riley would react, whether or not they kind of like panic shocked didn't do anything and just kind of stood there or if they stepped up to action and took care of Charlie and 
you know, checked in with Hillian and that sort of thing. Yeah, but you rolled really, really well. I mean, you rolled a 19. And so I do Very feel like you deserve <laughs> more than what you are allowing yourself. So why don't you tell me another minor effect that you would like to add on to this? Because Rilu is a capable person and you have spent enough time with both of these people that I think you can make some pretty strong inferences as to what's going on. And your 19, I think, deserves that. So yeah. what it, what would you like that to be? I think the way that it, it plays out, I think that the, the action I wanted to have is to make this space a lot more calming for Hillian. But I think the way that plays out is Rylu knows exactly how to set up camp and how to, like, Rylu knows how to do these things. They just choose not to, right? Like, Rylu knows <laughs> Hillian really well and Charlie okay-ish. Uh, but, like, for the most part, like, yeah, Rylu knows how to, how to you know, be a good party member. Uh, they're also just selfish. And so I think right now they're not thinking about themselves for once. Why do you roleplay a teenager so well? <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> uh, because I was, what, not too long ago. It was only five years. Uh, that's not the right math. Oh, my God. I'm so, I know I'm not old, but God, it's like seven years ago. Anyway, I know. Uh, we're not getting into that. Um, so <laughs> I think that, uh, that they're just, you know, they're not focusing on themselves for once. And so I think they set up like, uh, Hillian's space exactly how Hillian wants it. And it like, and it's like, it's just the right distance from everyone for how they would be feeling right now. So they feel like safe to like, if they want to go and like hang out in their tent, they can or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then Rylu starts cooking and is just like, you have, um, the scent of whatever we we had i'm assuming we had some sort of like meat or something um okay and i yeah. i think that one of the things that happens is as you are moving stuff around to create a flat ground for the tents to go on where you set up charlie's and i'm assuming you set up a place for charlie to sit since you have to put them down yeah. Um, what does Charlie's first aid kit look like? Is it sort of a Numenera-esque thing, or is it just a bag o' bandage? Um, I picture it to be mostly like rudimentary, like bandagey type things, but like with some sort of like mechanical flair to it. <laughs> like I don't think that it's like hardcore Numenera, like you know, type of thing, but. Um, she's probably got some tools in there that wouldn't normally be in a first aid kit because it's Give her and she probably created them but it, everything else is just like your standard like bandages and... alright I want to I want to change that a little if you'll let me okay Okay. so first I'd like you to make a percentage roll high low uh, we'll go high cool Ooh, <laughs> 59, 59. I'll take perfect it. so I'm going to say that because of your mental powers and your affinity for mechanics, you've actually made it sort of like a smart kit. So when you connect to it mentally, there are like little legs that come up and can walk over to you just in case you're so injured that you need that. 
That's cool. And <laughs> it has a small analyzer. And so when Rylu gets you set up, it, it, you, you sort of call it over to you because you want to wrap your leg a little better. And as it gets next to you, some of the stuff debris that Rylu has moved, it walks near one and it sort of flashes. And it turns out that that's sort of like an antidote for the leg the plant poison you have so if you were to take this and use your first aid kit to create something you could fix the poison in your leg faster and I think that that's that's because of all of the work that Rylu's doing you have the space to try to take care of that does that seem like a reasonable asset for the role Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that works for me. I was um, I was looking for like a more calming effect. Is, is oh, something uh, that's like that, but... definitely you. You have created a safe haven here. Cool. But yeah, uh, no, that totally works. And I mean, you rolled you almost rolled a 20. So <laughs> I feel like that deserves. You know, something. that number I never roll. It's weird. I'm just <laughs> so at any rate. This is what I think is happening cool. in the camp. And I think that the disher making is one of Hillian's favorite. Mushrooms. And so <laughs> mushroom beef barley. And like we have established Rylu can't cook. So this is one of the few things that Rylu can cook, right. but like they, they do it so rarely, like and cook well, but they do it really rarely just because like, A, they don't want people to expect them to cook, but also be like, Hillian loves it so much that it's like, this is a special occasion dish. <laughs> yeah. So I think you make that. And I think that that scent can go out and that, it comes Hellion as much as Kenny would like them that too. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what you all have going on. What's going on with Hellion? Um, so, um, what led to the transformation was, uh, a memory. Um, Hillian remembered feeling angry and it brought them back to the, the place uh, where um, they were when they remembered they were in hiding um, and they remembered holding someone's hand and they turned and looked down at the hand but their their own hand his own hand was not his it was this beast's hand and he was terrified and then he looked at the hand that the beast's hand was holding and he remembered a name it was Jacques and a flash of understanding came over Hillian that Jacques was his brother and he and his brother were in this place together but so was this beast. 
Yeah, that's really intense for Hillian. What um, are they going to do? So with these memories coming back, um, after Hillian washes up and cleans up a bit, um, he is, um, like I said, he was pacing around the camp, um, trying to piece it all together, what it means, what actually happened. Um, and there's just so much fog there, so much confusion. Um, but then the smell of this food that's being cooked kind of snaps him too. And he realizes he is devastatingly hungry. Um, I also think that as you've been pacing around your current Jacques comes up and starts headbutting you in the knee and can sort of sense your distress Mm -hmm. and is trying to comfort you Mm -hmm. and herd you back to everyone else. How do you feel about naming all these things Jacques now that you can remember your brother? Um, that memory feels almost like a dream. Mm-hmm. And so Hillian doesn't know exactly what to do with it. He doesn't even know if it's real. He doesn't know what happened was real. He knew something happened. He knew that he had anger and he knew that he wasn't where he was. And now he was covered in viscera, plant viscera. Mm-hmm. And then he had more memories and then he had Jacques. Okay. Um, so I think what he's going to do... Um, oh, yeah, buddy. You must be really hungry. I'm... I'm... Oh, I really need to eat. Uh, and... Hillian makes it back to camp and um, sits down at the at the fire where Rylu had been cooking. Okay. So the three of you are reunited. Um on the forest edge in an area you feel safe in in part because of Charlie's knowledge in bigger part because Rylu has created a very welcoming, calming environment. And dinner is ready. Charlie, I'm assuming, has taken care of the poison on their leg. Yes, no? Yeah, I imagine as uh, Hillian is coming back to camp, Charlie will look up as she's like finishing up. Um, like I think she's probably taking care of the poison and she's just rebandaging things because I imagine mm-hmm. there's still like a wound there but <laughs> there is of course and you will the feeling in your leg is returning but it does not just immediately come back right so she'll she'll still be sitting there and we'll look up as Hillian comes back to camp and as she's just kind of finishing up <laughs> I think so, uh, go ahead oh. 
Oh, I was just gonna say, I think it's like, uh, Charlie walks up, um, and, you know, Hillian's sitting there, and Riley's sitting there, and I feel like maybe they're, like, picking at their dinners, or, I mean, maybe, I don't know how people are eating, but I think, like, towards the end of the meal, um, Rylu just starts to tell a story because, like, there's this, I feel like there's a palpable, like, feeling in the air of, like, the memories that you can tell or the the struggles, at least, maybe, that Hillian is facing. And I feel like, I don't know what's going on in Cage's mind, but I feel like Cage is like, oh, shit. So that happened. And, like, you know, I'm sure there's a, a palpable loss of, uh, of that person whose name I'm blanking on Marcus Marcus yeah and Marcus and so I feel like the air is kind of heavy even though the space is like you know warm and comforting like the air is heavy and so I feel like Rylu you know maybe it was like uh mushroom skewers and I feel like Rylu just like throws their their, their skewer in the fire because I feel like it was just like a sharpened stick or whatever mm-hmm. and um and goes you know I remember when I was really young my mom took me to the market for the first time. And I remember seeing all of the vendors and just the hustle and bustle of the city. And I miss it so much. You know, I, the smells and the sights. And I remember that day we stopped by a food a food vendor to get dinner for the night. And you know, my brother ran up to me because, you know, my mom had taken all of us. My dad was out doing business. And he, he was just begging over and over and over again to get his favorite mushrooms. And that's actually where I learned to make this dish. My mom, my mom picked him up and brought him home that night. And I remember thinking that, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really want to learn to cook, but you know, she kept insisting it's going to be so important. And and I just wanted to go out and I wanted to go outside and play. Um, but, you know, every every time I do make this dish, it just, it kind of reminds me of home and it brings me back to that place where, you know, the hustle and bustle of the market and the laugh of people and I, I just miss it. And I think that's why I need to go home at some point. I know I can't right now, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that I can at some point go home. I finally say that this is a favorite moment from their childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah, right. all of a sudden the orb is just in Rylu's lap, it's weird. <laughs> well, I feel like if, if Rylu is saying like, you know, it would just be really cool just to like, feel that moment again, I think Charlie would reach into her pouch and pull out the small sphere and either like hold it out to Rylu or like kind of like if they're close enough, like roll it across like the forest floor to them. Like Wonder Woman Lasso. Yeah, maybe it like rolls across <laughs> to Rylu because I think Rylu was just like staring into a fire because like I... I I think that they were just like, they're missing home, you know, like this air was around and like they felt safe, but still like heavy. And I feel like it just made them miss home and they pick it up and their eyes just kind of go like, I don't know if it like projects in your mind or whatever, or if it's just like, makes it just instills a sense of nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah, I think Riley like gets like a, like a half cocked smile on their face after it like crosses into their mind. 
Um, but they fall silent after that. They're just kind of like done with dinner and just like relax. They're kind of like looking at Hillian a little bit to see, make sure that he's okay. But like, they're just kind of existing right now. Yeah. Um, Hillian's listening and nodding um, and mostly eating. And also um, uh, like if Jacques is, uh, Jacques will be there, I think. And so he's, petting Jacques uh, very thoughtfully. I think uh, this is actually the most tender you've seen Hillian with Jacques. And you all have this calm time. And I think after you've finished eating and you've had this conversation and you've heard each other, Reality starts to intrude again. The sounds of the forests permeate this safe space. You remember where you are. And I think Charlie, as your leg starts to feel better and like it can bear your weight, I think the loss of your books and your best friend from childhood might become a bit more pressing in your mind but I think on at least Rylu and Charlie's mind that transformation of Hillian into Howlian might become a bit more important to understand because Howlian is an unknown, dangerous force. Like, even Rylu doesn't stand next to Howlian. They track them from a distance for safety's sake, because the only person who could be near Howlian was Tiuna, and Tiuna is gone. Uh, I think as we start to kind of like come back into like the current like environment, Charlie will start to kind of like look around and try and see if she can like hear or see whether there might be like any hint of Marcus returning. Like if, (laughs) if they just like ran off and then like they were turning around to come back at all. Um, She might even like, uh, get up and try and kind of probably at this point limp <laughs> still but like um, we'll just kind of like take a look at the perimeter of the campsite and see if she can see like where like what direction they ran off and stuff like that okay so that's gonna be some rolls I do feel like it is later in the day so it's a little dark and so the difficulty will be a step or two higher and you don't really have anything for tracking. I really don't. And (laughs) while there is something you've killed nearby, you didn't put any points into knowing what a safe distance is from something you've murdered. So (laughs) it's a plant though. It doesn't have the same scent. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, we have attacking aloe from outside of the forest. <laughs> it's aloe bears. 
<laughs> no. So I why do don't you have, give me an uh, imp the seeing dangerous plants uh, skill? So if there are other dangerous plants out here. Then you will bits. know on a good roll where they are, and if Uranine was eaten by them. <laughs> it's a plant, though. It doesn't have the same scent, I feel like. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, that that would be what that would help you with. So if you're looking for tracks, give me an int roll, and okay. let's see what we do. Two levels of effort. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. I like that. A 16 on the die. Yeah, you absolutely... I mean, Marcus panic took off. Took off. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to see their trail within the next, I don't know, 50 feet from you, but it's starting to get dark, and so it's pretty hard to, to follow. So, are you going to just take off on another Anine to see if you can find them? That seems rather risky. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like Marcus knows approximately where we probably would be. And I almost feel like it would be safer just to stay with a group. Okay. Especially since, like, like I know I've used a couple of recovery rolls already. And even though my pools aren't very low, like, I think it would be good for her to actually get rest. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought for... Charlie to have about their body. I have pools. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so, yeah. feeling like it's like a long day at work where like you're not it's not like you can't go on but it's like if I could just take a nap that would be a lot better. <laughs> I have had those days. <laughs> so okay. So you're gonna wait for Marcus to come back and no one's going to bother Hillian. You're just going to wait for Hillian to feel like they can talk. Is that right? Yeah, I'm basically, I'm going to keep watch until I need to wake Kate or uh, Charlie up. I'm like, I'll take the first couple watches because, like, I don't trust Marcus to not come back and try to kill Hillian, honestly. Because I don't know Marcus and <laughs> Hillian might see Hillian as a beast. I don't know. So, like, I'm going to stay up until I can't and then go wake up Charlie. <laughs> Okay, that seems reasonable. So, why don't you... Um, why don't you give me an int check to just see how well you're able to focus, perceive what's going on around you, see what's going on. Yeah, I'll put a two levels of effort into it, and I don't think I have anything else. Okay. And are the rest of you sleeping? Yeah, I think after eating, uh, uh, Hillian is definitely going to retire. Um, he's not going to add any more to the conversation, I don't feel. I think he's too far into his head. And did the physical transformation, I mean, it's the first time he's done it deliberately and had any control over it, was that physically tiring or 
so yes, uh, mechanically, since Hillian didn't eat a medium-sized creature, um, he's going to have some negatives for the next 24 hours. Okay. Um, I will I will look those up while while we are uh, talking. That's you could have eaten the plant. Maybe uh, you went vegetarian. <laughs> Somehow it's not as satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I, I forget. If we spend the night, do our pools automatically refresh? Or do I need to use the recovery rolls and then our recovery checks refresh? You use the recovery rolls and the recovery rolls refresh is how we... Okay. It. So... Um, while we're sitting around, then I want—I would like to roll my one-hour recovery. Yeah, and since you used the first aid, uh, give yourself an extra plus two to each roll. So, Aaron, can I get that roll for perception? Yeah, the only thing I was waiting on is I have this asset to traversing the Ba'a Denu Forest to the mound. I didn't know if that would count towards anything, but sure. I wanted to bring it up. Okay, cool. So two levels of effort plus that. Let's give it a roll. And nine, that beats a TD six, I think, with the three. Yeah. Um, I think with that, you can tell that your area, what you've built is very safe. There are things further out, but nothing that you have done is attracting them or pulling them in. I think the scent of the uh, thorned plant is enough to keep everything away. So I think you all are fine. Cool. So um, Cage, why don't you give me a percentage roll? Higher low? Or just a percentage mm-hmm. roll. I'll go high. Ooh, 92. That's pretty high. Good. Okay. So, y'all make it through the night, and Marcus does not return. Um, Charlie, you know Marcus really well. You've been friends for a very long time. And... You both have gone on a lot of different adventures separately and then come back and told each other stories. And Marcus is very pragmatic in a lot of ways. And if there is a murderous giant beast of any sort in an area... Marcus doesn't go back there. And it's not that he doesn't care about you. It's that he would go a safe distance and then wait to see if either he sees the big scary thing leave or you or any of your friends come out. So you know that you are going to have to go find Marcus if you want to get your books back. Yeah. Um, so as Charlie wakes up um, and realizes that Marcus has not returned, her number one priority will be to find Marcus. Um, and so 
she'll probably kind of be like rushing everybody's like <laughs> breakdown <laughs> camp and um you know like try and figure out where the best path might be to go to find marcus based on her knowledge of them and um will encourage the group that that is our number one priority right now do you all riley agree? was probably already up because i feel like riley gets up before everyone um uh, so I feel like, yeah, Rylu just helps pack up real quick. And I feel like um, they're pretty quiet uh, about everything. Like, we're just, Rylu's a little bit tired. They didn't sleep as well as they would have liked. Uh, I think they, they probably woke up uh, uh, Charlie. Well, I guess Charlie would be up because I woke up Charlie for the last shift. So, uh, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I help pack up and I'm like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure either me or Hillian should be able to track Marcus. It shouldn't be too hard when you... Uh, leave that quickly through a forest that tends to leave marks. And this is one of the first times that uh, Hillian isn't up with everyone in the morning. I think Hillian is um, almost like hungover. Okay. That makes sense. Is that because you didn't eat a medium creature? Yeah. And it's labeled substantial not medium <laughs> okay so I put a couple marks on the map as to where you are and based on your tracking role from earlier you can tell that Marcus in their panic backtracked a little In they went into the heart of the forest closer to Druisi as far as direction goes, rather than towards the mound or Padden. So, you don't know how far in they went, how far th before they felt like, before the panic subsided, and then rationality returned and they were able to find a safe space to hole up. So... A question, I'm confused. This circle mm -hmm. with the little arrow is what you're talking about, right? Yes. Wouldn't we be like way? Isn't that square where the temporary thing was? Shouldn't we be like to the left of that? Oh, right. Yeah, I, I was thinking I that too. In the wrong direction. Oh, okay. I was sorry. I was just like trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, no. Rilo is where like... is where the mound is. That oh. big circle is where you were halfway. You were halfway to where you needed to be based on the map you were shown. That big circle that's on the map is where you built the temporary oh. shelter. So the square oh. is our goal location. Yes. Okay. okay, I thought closer I to the obelisk was too. our location. No, the obelisk, no, the mound is in the forest. Gotcha. But it's, yeah, so this is where you are. You are um, roughly two days away if you had continued, but now you have to go find Marcus. Well, have to is subjective. Well, um, Charlie has to. <laughs> Charlie wants their books back. Um, Would he not just meet us at the mound? I mean, if he was to, like, where is he? He's either going to head back to where we were, which seems unlikely, or he's going to keep going to the mound. He was going there with or without us. What if we just continued forward? 
I mean, can we track? Can you track him through the forest? I don't know. I'm not I good mean, here. Marcus wouldn't go there with or without us because my understanding is they need me in order to make these vehicles happen. They, they have already someone. been there and they didn't come back with a vehicle. So I, I just know Marcus and they're probably not too far away and um, have probably headed kind of back in the direction. I mean, judging from where they ran off, um, are probably closer to where we came from than where we were going. Well, Helene, do you want to ride with me? And I guess we can try to find a, a way. Um, I, I don't think we should separate. Um, if Charlie needs to find Marcus, I think that's what we need to do. Oh, no, I I, I agree. I just meant on my means. Oh. Too. oh, right. Oh. Oh, that... That's a bummer. When did that happen? When Marcus took off with Arneen. Oh, no. Oh. And I think, like, the whole reality of what happened is finally kind of setting in. Oh, this is all my fault. And Hillian looks crestfallen. Hillian, it's... I mean, I wouldn't say that it's your fault. It's not anything that you can control. And I'm kind of, like, looking at Hillian, like... Do you know? Do I know that you know? Do you know that I know that you know? Like that, like, <laughs> what's your fault type of thing? But it's a look. It's not, like, expressed. Hillian nods solemnely. Hillian's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No, um, but it's like, it's something you can control, Hillian. It's not like, uh, because as far as Riley knows, it isn't. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it happens. All of us have our things. And as far as Charlie knows... We're still kind of like, I mean, last Charlie really talked with Rylu about it. Rylu's kind of like, yeah, we don't really tell Hillian what happens. So like, Charlie's like, it's not your fault that this big plant came out of nowhere and started attacking us. Like, how is that your fault? <laughs> oh, you're you're in in danger, and I I was angry and scared but maybe too angry uh, yeah we, we we need to find Marcus um yeah I'll, I'll ride with you thanks Rylu yeah no problem Hillian um sweet Charlie gets her own Amin <laughs> <laughs> well with I figure with Hillian being hung over like you ever been hung over and then someone's like hey you want to go ride a horse cause I haven't <laughs> but it sounds like a nightmare Every Friday night in my early 20s. <laughs> Taxes. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, y'all are taking off. Charlie is able to guide you for about 50 feet. And then it's going to take some more tracking rolls here. So, I feel like... Hillian takes some severe negatives for not eating a substantial thing, correct? It's a negative two to all rolls. All right. Negative two or negative two steps? Negative two. Oh, all right. That's, that's not so bad. <laughs> all right. So who's going to be doing the the tracking to see I what they can do? I picture Charlie, so like, we kind of like 
which way could they have gone? And like, because Charlie does not have tracking skills, but she kind of started us off on this tracking quest. So she's going to be like doing like a, gee, well, um, and like be pointing like, that looks like that could be like a broken, well, <laughs> huh? Like kind of like obviously being like somebody else should step in here. <laughs> Ryla will get down and try their best, like, like with a sigh of exasperation, just like, <sighs> and I'll jump down and try to see if I can do anything. All right. Give us the roll. In uh, check. Uh, tra- does traversing the Vaatini Forest to the mound count here? No. Yeah, weird. I don't I, think it You know, does. it's strange. <laughs> it's almost like I'm not built for a forest. Right. Um, yeah, I guess I'll put in one point of effort here. Worst case scenario, we don't find Marcus, right? Uh, an 11 plus yeah. the effort, so it's a TD yeah. 5. So it's you're able to Riley, tell... But those books were on that anine, so... <laughs> so you're able to tell that Marcus continued deeper into the forest and then sort of hooked back towards the last safe location you all had. Which oh my would God, be, I'm not going backwards. I'm just saying, if if you're running scared, I think it makes the most sense that you start heading back to the last safe location you have, which is not where the killer bunny was. I think he's heading back towards the place that we set up uh, after we got attacked by the weird flying tentacle monsters. It looks like uh, they hooked back around that way. And Charlie will head off in that direction like it was her own idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rylu, I, I feel like Rylu kind of like stops, like lets Charlie go ahead just a little bit and is like, Hillian, are you okay? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess... Riley was very annoyedly trouncing through this forest backwards. I just want to get out of this hellscape. And deeper. Like, you are a good 200 feet deeper into this forest than you were. I'm murdering the next animal I come across that attacks me. How is that different from any other day? I try to get out of most situations, but some people throw Jurassic at me. Only because you asked. (laughs) Maybe not only. But... (laughs) the ask coincided very nicely with the plan. That's cool. So I think this is a good place to take a quick break. So why don't we sign off in reverse order, starting with Cage. Hey all, I'm Cage and I've been playing Charlie for you today. Uh, You can find me and everything I do on my website, ragecagerugger.com. That's R-A-G-E-K-A-G-E-R-U-G-G-E-R.com. Uh, and one cool new thing for me is that uh, I have recently been accepted to be a Jasper's Game Day ambassador. Um, if y'all aren't familiar with Jasper's Game Day, it's a nonprofit organization that uh, uh, raises awareness around uh, suicide um, and suicide prevention, um, and they raise money for that um, uh, using RPGs as uh, one of their main methods of, of raising money. So. 
um, you'll probably hear more about that from me on Twitter and, and things like that as well. Nice. Um, I am Aaron. Uh, I've been playing Rylu. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Space Persona. Um, and that's pretty much all I got going on right now. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Come hang out with us in two weeks. And I've been Kenny. I've been playing Hillian. And you can find me on Twitter at Punderdrome. Uh, when I am not uh, playing with this uh, amazing cast and narrator i am uh the narrator on our starfinder game uh we just wrapped up uh our um uh, adventure path uh uh soldiers of brass from the dawn of flame adventure path um and we're going to be going on a short break but before we do uh we're going to be doing some one shots and uh we are playing uh this coming saturday which happens to be halloween and we're doing a special game uh called die laughing by craig campbell is a uh horror comedy game where there is no narrator everybody is uh uh creating the game together um and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun so uh check us out on our regular saturday streaming time and uh, you can find out more information about that by following us on twitter at eq points yes and hello i'm kelrick i'm here every other sunday trying to create something cool with numenera and these fine folks i'm absolutely loving it um I do. I'm also on the Starfinder campaign, which is super fun. And I want to clarify that when Kenny says we're going on hiatus, he means we're going on hiatus from Starfinder. We'll still be doing one shots mm-hmm. on our normal uh, days, unless they're holidays through the end of the year. Um, you can find me there. You can find me doing um, our die laughing game, which I'm super excited about. And I, think that's all i've got going on right now that's public facing we also um very excitedly will be introducing one of our new cast members next saturday in our die laughing game and i can't wait for you to to meet them and let them introduce themselves to you all so join us then and that's it for today thank you so much for joining us we really enjoyed being able to chat with you and and play so thanks bye. all thanks bye all. y'all bye. bye thank you for watching or listening to Cumanera. if you're looking for more ttrpg podcasts in your life we recommend checking out all of the shows on the be gay roll dice network every show there is fantastic and who doesn't want more lgbtqia content if you like what we create then you should also listen to our starfinder cast a story utilizing Paizo's Starfinder system. We have an awesome cast of folks following the Dawn of Flame adventure path and improving our way into fun and funny situations. You can easily find us and all of our recent episodes on our website, experiencepoints.com. We thank you so much for listening and supporting us, and please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and wherever you listen to your media. Bye! Come listen to Dice for Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like, is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fic about them? We're a group of four friends 
who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out! And make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling!